You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Uh, I think I got my audio levels fixed, by the way. I know, uh, not. Y- I think yesterday's episode was good, but two episodes ago, it was like really quiet for some reason. I had a couple people reach out, so I, I apologize. I, I think I got my my audio levels back to where they like always are. I'm not sure why they just randomly decided to change themselves. This is the only, I don't know, weird, but whatever. I think I fixed it, so that's all that matters. Okay. The Tigers drop another game to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a lot of what I said yesterday is going to be reiterated here. Uh, just an, another reminder that uh, no matter how good your coaching staff is, the the roster matters. And uh, we are still not at a point where the roster is that good. So, yeah. Uh, so let's get into this game. Two to three, drop to the Pirates. First, got to talk to everybody about Spotify Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. All right, let's get into the game. Offense first. Uh, I don't, again, I'm not sure if I usually have an order. I don't, I guess I don't pay attention to myself enough. I don't know. I feel like most times we go, no, I feel, I don't know. I feel like I have a healthy mix. But we're going to go offense first this game. Uh, two runs. And the base runners, there was no shortage of base runners. This is a game in which we had one, two, three, four, five, six walks and seven hits. That is 13 base runners. For those of you like myself who are who are not good at math, um, 13 base runners to get two runs is pretty bad. That's pretty. That's pretty not good. Um, yeah, the the performance. I think we only had two hits the entire night with runners in scoring position. And yeah, that's not going to get it done most nights. Um, on a, on an individual basis, Robbie Grossman was solid. Good abs, walking a hit. Scopey played a heck of a defensive second base today. Got moved to first by the end of the game because Miggy got pulled. But um, uh, played a, a very good defensive second. The thing with Scope that's so important to remember is that he is a second baseman. And I know he, he, like, he played a lot of first because we were DHing Miggy and all that. But, but he is a, a second baseman. And he is significantly better defensively at second base than he is anywhere else, whether it's it's first or, you know, the, the occasional third once in a blue moon. He, he is very he is very solid defensively at second and below average at first. And that's it's great to have the versatility, especially in this whole pre-Torkelson era of the Tigers. It, it's great to have that because we don't really have an everyday first baseman. Miggy can can play there, but playing him 162 at first these days is is stupid to be honest. Given his his uh, injury history and age, it's dumb, and we shouldn't do it. So it's it's nice to have the versatility, and uh, again, I, I back the extension wholeheartedly, especially for what we got him for. But 
Uh, he he is not good enough defensively at first for you to just in in this. We're we're still just shallow on the right side of the field. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. We we don't have very many options at second going for us. Hopefully, Isak can be that for the future. But for now, we don't have a ton of options at second. We don't have any really any options at first. We just have a carousel of of the occasional Renato Nunez when he was still in the organization, um, and then you know obviously Miggy and Scope as well. So not like a a, a crazy. We, we're just very shallow on the right side. That's all I'm trying to say. So when Torque comes up next year, Torque will be at first. Scopey will be at second. Hopefully a good defensive shortstop free agent will be at, at short. And then Candy at third. That's actually a really solid uh, infield. A really, really solid infield. And has the potential, depending on who we sign at short, to be a really solid defensive infield as well, which is something we have not had in ever. I mean, even when we were good, we were bad defensively, right? So I, <laughs> I, I couldn't even tell you the the last time we we had a actual really, like, hey, this is a really solid defensive infield. Um, you know, Iglesias bailed us out for a while and and made us not realize how how bad it truly was outside of him. So that that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to re scope. Very, very solid second baseman. And next year when he can play second base every day, especially you know after Torque gets called up, it's going to be really fun. And that infield, has again, has the potential to, to low-key be really, really nice, man. Really, really nice. Okay, Miggy goes three for four, and another milestone is hit. Miguel Cabrera is now the MLB's uh, all-time leader in interleague hits. That's quite an accomplishment, Patching, passing Ichiro Suzuki. I believe he's in the high 300s. Uh, I believe that is the uh, that is the 370, I want to say, by the end of the night after the third hit. Um, so another unbelievable accomplishment for the big fella. Most interleague hits ever. That's crazy, dog. That's crazy. Like, I'm trying to even figure out why. Like, obviously, he, he was just good, right? Like, like Miguel Cabrera was just good. But I'm trying to figure out why, like, why him? There's been so many great hitters in history. And I guess I'm just trying to figure out why, why Mickey? Like, why, what, what made him different in interleague play than everybody else? I would love to give, to get the, 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 a listener's, uh, you guys are super interactive, and that's why I, I, I love you to death. I'd, I I would like to know what you think the reason, that, besides just him being a great hitter, which obviously we all know he is, but there's been so many great hitters. And uh, honestly, there's been better hitters in, in the history of baseball than Miguel Cabrera. So why him? What, what made him so good in interleague play to give him that crown? It's a it's a very cool stat. Like of all the accomplishments, obviously, being a, a single digit amount of people to have you know three K and five hundred is going to be awesome. Three K and five hundred alone are both awesome in their own right. Like very very cool stuff. And and you know most hits by pretty much every Venezuelan born record there is. Like like he's got so many cool things. But this one is like so unique and quirky and weird that just makes me love it. Like that's that's the kind of those are the kind of weird ass stats that I love. 
And I, I just can't wrap my head around why, like what makes him the best interleague hitter of all time. You know, like what, what, what trait does he possess to, to get that is, I guess what I'm trying to figure out. Very, very cool stat regardless though. Um, Victor Reyes just came into pinch run, didn't bat. Jamer 0 for 4 with 2 Ks, still competitive ABs, and the OPS drops below 800. All like Jamer, I have faith in Jamer. Don't really care. Eric Haas 0 for 3 with two strikeouts. He drew a walk. Ask out your crush. Go apply for that big job. Do whatever, because anything's possible. Eric Haas drew a walk. Beautiful. Nico Goodrum 1 for 4. Uh, and played a relatively solid shortstop, which is something we have not got in a long time. So that was nice. Willie Castro. Two walks. A very, very patient approach from Willie Castro. Another person that has a very weak walk rate. Uh, I was beyond impressed. This is one of my favorite Willie Castro games, like, ever. He played a solid enough left field. Didn't even get a hit. But drew two walks, and uh, the other at bat where he didn't draw a walk uh, was another like solid competitive AB. I was very very impressed with Willie Castro today. Give, deserves his flowers. Credit where credits due. Harold Castro came in to pinch hit. He gets a single because that's what Harold Castro does. His batting average is up to two eighty seven. It has a six seventy four OPS. Unbelievable dog. This dude is. Something else. I can't wait for the Harold Caster episode. I, I, for real, cannot wait for it. Uh, okay. Derek Hill. One for four. Solid. Nice. That, that, that hit he had was a nice rip down the, down the left field line. Um, we love high exit velo, Derek. We love him. We love him. Uh, OPS back over 700 for him. Beautiful. Willie Peralta draws a four-pitch walk, walk, always fun. Uh, and then Akil Badu comes, uh, comes in and, and plays left field late in a double switch situation. Draws a walk as well. A lot of walks. This is one game where, where the opposite extreme is also like, hmm, I, I, I don't want to discourage walks ever because they're like my favorite thing, as everybody knows. But, but you need to be able to hit the ball with runners in scoring position too. Eventually, you're going to get thrown strikes, and you have to take advantage of it. You can't just you can't just walk in runs and, and and score every run on walks. You're going to have to put the ball in play eventually. And while the approach was great, and I love six drawn walks in a game and, and seven hits on top of that, beautiful, beautiful. Only scoring two runs is is not good. Not not good. Okay, let's get into the pitching. But first, got to talk to everybody about our friends over at Spotify Greenroom. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders real-time about your favorite team or sport. Greenroom is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you. In Green Room, watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news and rumors. You can even find locked on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. So go download the free Green Room app currently available on all iOS devices and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, join the NFL, MLB, NHL group for the latest news and updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms 
around your favorite teams and leagues. And I cannot wait to join you all on the app. So be sure to let you know when Locked on Tigers is live. In the meantime, download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way that we talk sports. All right. Also got to talk to everybody about our friends at Stat Hero. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is that really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups. Not, It's not a true 1v1. You're playing against thousands, tens of thousands of other people. And some of those people are experts. They have tools. They have time that you don't have. You don't stand a chance. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero will show you their lineup. They literally tell you the lineup they're doing and say, you have to beat me. And a head-to-head, true head-to-head daily matchup. It's so much fun. It's so, it's so new and unique. I love it. I can't wait to do it all football season. You're in total control. Stat Hero is the DFS the way it was meant to be. True 1v1. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now you can get three times your money back on your first play. That's a 300% match. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on all right everybody we are back here for segment two of locked on tigers i am your host scott bentley you can follow me on uh, on the old twitter sphere with at bentley scotty or you can follow the show at locked on tigers that sounds right yeah that's definitely it um so yeah uh segment two pitching that's why we're here geez that was a horrible transition that might be the worst transition i've had in the history of this show that was unbelievably terrible i'm gonna leave it in i I deserve i deserve the heat um okay let's get into the pitching willie peralta with the start he got on base big ups man dude dude got dude got on base four innings uh, six hits, only one earned run, three walks, three Ks. It was not the most of uh, efficient start ever, but he only gave up one run. Pretty much every single inning, there were runners threatening to score and like on second and third, and it was really scary. Three walks in four innings is pretty bad. It was really not great, but he only gave up a run. So we'll take it. And that's been the Willie Peralta experience all season. Tight roping his way out of danger, not doing as bad as you expect him to do. And you being like, all right, we'll take that out of Willie Peralta. And that that happened again. Uh, DePozo on after, just so impressed by this man, honestly. Uh, no matter what his future in the league is or what the Tigers is or whatever, to, to have a comebacker hit you in the face and then just like not even go on the IL and just come back out there and just and just be totally cool with just being back on the mound and and pitching again, uh, and, and doing pretty effective work, a 3-3-8 ERA on the season, pitches a, a shutout inning this game. Uh, big ups to, to Del Pozo, man. That's that's that takes, that takes some kind of person. Very, very impressive. Alex Lang, one inning, three hits, two earned runs, one walk, one strikeout. It was bound to happen eventually. He's been hanging on by a thread and, and trying to tightrope his way out of danger. I already used that analogy, so Willie Peralta style um, for for a while now. And the ERA is at 519 after that. Um, okay, 
like I, I'm just a broken record, man. Like I, I don't need to just keep reanalyzing the same player with the same terminology every time. The stuff is filthy. The curveball was filthy. The stuff was great tonight. It's always great. The command is absolutely nowhere. He has zero command. Zero. So, that that's, again, that's all that needs to be said. That's all we've said about him. That That's all we'll continue to say about him until he fixes it. Uh, and that doesn't look like it's going to happen, you know, miraculously in the last month of the season. Which we are now in, sadly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, just someone to keep an eye on. A fun person, like, to, to watch when he comes out because he has the high ceiling. He has that... Uh, that that nasty stuff that could make for a great back end bullpen arm. It's just a matter of the command, and and that's the the biggest of ifs, the biggest, really the only if with him. Uh, so so yeah, two runs given up for Alex Lang, Tyler Alexander in a weird one inning pitched uh, kind of a role, not something he's used to, been either starting or piggyback starting for two years now. Uh, so a, an eighth inning you know, or, or seventh inning, I guess. Um, one inning role is not something he's used to, but he killed it. Perfect inning. Great. And then Jose Cisnero came out for the eighth, uh, one hit, one walk, not, not great, but didn't give up any base or any, uh, any, any earned runs, any runs at all. So we'll take it. Um, as a whole, this was outside of Alex Lang. This is not like a a pitching group that pitched tonight where I'm going to like go super in depth and be like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like, like Tyler Alexander, like we know what he is. Uh, DePozo, we know what he is. Willie Peralta. We, we know what he is. Jose Cisnero. We know what he is, which is a a positive. Like we know that he's going to be here and be around. And then he was solid again. Just, yeah, I, I mean, the really the biggest thing with this with tonight comes back to the inability to score runs with runners in, or to get hits with runners in scoring position. It's really all it comes back to. The pitching wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Walked a, a lot more people than I would like, ideally. It, it was just a weird game. It was a weird game. Both teams had a ton of runners in scoring position, and neither team really was able to take advantage. The Pirates certainly weren't. The lob number for them was quite high. They had one, two, three, four, five, six walks as a team as well, but they had 11 hits. So they had 17 base runners and scored three times. That's not great. But we had 13 and scored twice. <laughs> Not great either. So, my uh, th- this game really just keeps coming back to runners in scoring position. I love the approach. I love the fact that we were drawing walks. I really, really do. But you're going to have to get hits with those walks as well to be able to score. You need both. All right, let's get into uh, roster moves that were made and the, uh, the outlook going forward on the season. First, though, got to talk to everybody about our friends at Built Bar, our best of friends at Built Bar. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor is officially orange. I'm locking it in. I've jumped ship. 
Cookies and cream, still a fantastic flavor. Orange um, is my ride or die now. You can get the mixed box, two of each of the nine flavors. It's, it's incredible. The flavors are all incredible. Get the mixed box. You can pick out which ones you like and don't like. And the next time you order, you just know. You just know what you want. You can get cut straight to the chase, okay? The thing about Built Bar is not only are all those flavors fantastic tasting, they're also great for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing, all tasty, all healthy. So order today. Get that mixed box. Get that raspberry. Get that strawberry. Whatever you want. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that crazy? I can't promise that you'll become an Olympian, but you'll certainly be closer than you were before you ate a Built Bar. You know? Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And lastly, we got to talk to you guys about DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching your sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings you your live TV and non-demand favorites like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies based on package. All right, everybody. We are back for our final segment here at Locked On Tigers. So let's get into uh, some of these roster moves. We talked about on yesterday's show that uh, we had some available roster spots with Joe Jimenez and uh, getting put on the, the COVID IL. Um, so, so yeah, let, let, we had two roster spots, uh, one of which will be filled. Both were pitchers. We nailed that. We, 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 we hit that one out of the park. No pun intended. <laughs> um, but, but so, so we nailed that one. One will be Brian Garcia and the other will be Drew Hutchinson. Now this fan base is, is something else. And there are, there are, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't talk negatively about anything D- Detroit, so I'm, I'm not going to talk negatively on the fan base. But we, as a, as a group, we just need to take deep breaths sometimes. I mean, there are people freaking out over Brian Garcia and Drew Hutchinson being called up. There's, there's like no one else to pick, dog. There really isn't. I don't know what you want. That, that's like it. <laughs> We have expanded rosters at the major league level. We need to fill those. That there, There's no one else on the 40, dog. And look, Brian Garcia and Drew Hutchinson are two people I have zero faith will be part of a long-term plan with this team. And, and honestly, may never pitch for the Tigers ever again after this season, after the final game this season. For both of them. Truly. But I, I don't I don't know what to tell you. It had to be two pitchers. We're, we're innings limiting. Like pretty much our entire starting rotation is on an innings limit. Like 
Like, Manning's not going to go deep into games. Mize and Scooble straight up are. Matt Boyd can't seem to pitch past the fourth. Willie Peralta can't pitch past the fourth. Tyler Alexander can't pitch past the fourth. Turnbull, I'm going to start crying if we talk about that. I, I I mean I don't I don't know I don't know what else you you want so so we need to calm down with the oh my gosh this organization is so stupid this is the worst idea ever blah 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 I'll agree with you it's boring it's not exciting it's not some electrifying oh my gosh look at the, the like young kids are coming up this is so flashy and fun but not every move is going to be super exhilarating and exciting and and. This there was really no other choice. There really wasn't. This was kind of our only option. Drew Hutchinson, I would imagine. Uh, I, I don't mind that move at all, just because um, he can go multiple innings, and we're going to need pitchers that can go multiple innings. Again, I, I don't have to reiterate for a nineteenth time that no one in our current starting rotation can make it past the fifth. So we're going to need. Some bullpen depth. Uh, I'd, I'd like Drew to be able to even give us a spot start if we really, really need it and don't have a day off for, for like a week and a half in a row. Uh, sure. I don't mind that one at all. Brian Garcia is like not good. And I tried to warn people after 2020 that he wasn't good. And people freaked out because he had like a sub-2 ERA or something ridiculous in the 60-game 2020 season. And I tried to tell everybody... I tried really hard to tell people, hey man, and and, and women, uh, this dude can't get induce a swing and a miss. He is a one inning reliever that does not cannot strike people out. That is a problem, and that is not sustainable at all. And whoop de doo da day, it wasn't. Okay. I, I, I don't I'm not trying to toot my own horn on, on someone's downfall, but this is this is like not shocking. And Brian Garcia coming back again, there really wasn't any other option. Uh, he, he kind of had to. So I guess you know it's again, it's bullpen depth and we need that more than anything right now. That's priority number one. Besides like a real shortstop, but that can't be fixed within the organization. So Brian Garcia and Drew Hutchinson. There you go. Uh, Looking forward, the Detroit Tigers will wrap up the Pittsburgh Pirates series. uh, When you're listening to this today, hopefully we can snag a win out of it. We already lost the series. That's kind of embarrassing. The players are horrid, but uh, hopefully we we can salvage a win at least. And then we go through the freaking gauntlet. So after that, the the remainder of our season after the Pirates, literally the rest of our entire season, we have one of the hardest schedules in all of baseball if you're looking at opponent win percentage, okay? Like the third or fourth hardest literally in the entire league. Three-game series against the Rays, two-game series against the Brewers, four-game series against the Rays, three-game series against the White Sox, Three-game series against the Royals. Three-game series against the Twins. Three-game series against the White Sox. That is an absolute gauntlet of a schedule. 
There's a nice little six-game break of, of the Royals slash Twins, but let's not kid ourselves. We could be 120 and 40, and the Royals could be the worst team of all time, and they would still beat us in September because they always do and always have. So, and the Twins have honestly had our number this year for as bad as they've been. This is not going to be a, a cakewalk of an end of a season, and the fact that we're already slipping against Pittsburgh does not exactly give you the most hope, especially with how much our bullpen's going to be used and how little the stars are going to go. It's going to be a, a it's it's going to be a month. <laughs> it's going to be a month. All right. Uh, I think that'll do it. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Over at Locked On Red Wings, we're back and fired up, getting ready to start the season. So if you're into to hockey, we're interviewing other Locked On hosts from around the league and getting prepped for the season and talking about other teams and, and yeah, just getting hyped up for the year. So if you're into if you're into hockey, if you're into Red Wings, like um, I'm the co-host over at Locked On Red Wings as well, so you can go listen to Nolan Bianchi and I. Uh, we want we run a pretty good show over there, if I do say so myself. Uh, but if you're just into Tigers, we will obviously be back tomorrow. Before I send you on your way, got to talk to you about Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, the Tigers, MLB. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Be sure to follow Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, that'll do it. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry we weren't talking about us beating up on the Pirates, but uh, it's September and we're young and the roster's not very good. So here we are. It's going to happen. little burnout session. That's all right. We'll be back on the horse next year better than, better than ever. Thank you guys for listening. It means the world to me. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.